sunshine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Hi everyone, I'm Gabriella Bamben from the Women's Business Development Center, and I'm going to be joining Good Morning Aurora to discuss how you can leverage the power of the crowd to fundraise a 0% interest microloan for your small business. See you on Friday, July 21st at 8 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 7.59 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We got a great show for you guys today. It's Wednesday. It's uh, midway through the week. You're almost there. You're almost there. I know what you're thinking. Some of you are probably looking at those tickets. I know where you're going to Minnesota, you know, going to visit family. Uh, but you got some plans for the weekend. The weekend's almost here. We have a great show for you guys today. Here uh, for his second appearance on Good Morning Aurora. He was here in the infancy of Good Morning Aurora. He was here in our teething stages. Is private pilot Joseph Weber. How are you, sir? Hey, doing well, Curtis. Thank you for inviting me back on the show. Mm -hmm. Good to see you, my man. Good to see you. Absolutely. Uh, so we're going to have a great conversation today. We're going to speak to Joseph um, about being a pilot and many different aviation related things. You may have heard, uh, you know, uh, the, the famous quote that we play, you know, but in Aurora's case, fly is not just a verb. It's an adjective. <laughs> you bet. Yep. So get ready to hear and see some great things. Good morning to everybody. Karina Suarez Darden is here. Good morning, Karina. Aisha Saxon is here as well. Luz, Elena Brambila Guerrero. Get to know our friends of the Woodcrafters, Luz and Juan. John Sagul. Uh, good morning to all of you great people. Um, so before we get into the, uh, the nitty gritty, how are you feeling on this Wednesday. You look real good, man, but how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. It is huh? great to be here with you in this early morning and um, <laughs> still learning the set, though. So No, you're good. <laughs> yeah, you're totally good. Um, no, really excited to be back here and uh, kind of do part two of kind of my journey with aviation mm -hmm. and some of my involvement with the city as well. Okay. All right. For sure. And uh, you're currently with JA Airlines, correct? Or Air? Uh, JA Air Center. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. Uh, currently where I work. It's located at the Aurora Airport. And uh, that's where I do my flight training out of as well. All right. Um, now, for the listeners, um, Joseph came onto the show when we were back in our days at Gremlin Studios. That's right. Um, I think the show was seven, eight months old. About at yeah, that time. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was really good. It was really interesting. Joseph was a student at U uh, Lewis University at that time. Um, so before the cameras and the mics came on and in our subsequent conversations recently, I was telling Joseph, like, man, it really feels good to interview him and see his growth uh and just see our own growth with them man we've we've both come a long way but it's really impressive uh started off and you told me you were gonna be a pilot that's right <laughs> and here you are <laughs> absolutely for sure i love it uh so the city of aurora is doing and achieving great things and we've got some great people here who are doing uh those things as well uh so starting off man where were you born and raised 
So I was born and raised in Winfield, Illinois, uh, before we moved out to Aurora, and that was a 2000, 2001. Uh, my dad was originally from Aurora, so I do have Aurora definitely in my blood. Okay, definitely mm-hmm. got Aurora roots. Yep. Um, now, since you've been here in Aurora, so you came, you've been a student, uh, and how long have you been a pilot so far? So I started my training back in November, and I got my private pilot's license four weeks ago, so about nine months. Okay, all right. Yep. Um, now... When we when we talk about aviation in Aurora, mm-hmm. uh, do you know any of the history of it? And do we have a large cra- or a large um, uh, industry? Have we had a historical industry of aviation? We've got the airport out there in Sugar Grove. Yeah. But what's the story of aviation locally? Well, there's a uh, way back. I think it was 1910. Uh, the Wright brothers actually flew their flyer around Aurora. I think as a demonstration, which I thought that was pretty cool. Right. Um, we also currently have the en route air traffic control facility which is over by mercy center okay which uh that's a big deal for air traffic control in the chicagoland airspace and we do have the aurora airport um which is out west a little bit okay um so that's pretty interesting now our friend uh historian tracy duran She's shown us some pictures of the Wright brothers in their time yes. here in Aurora in the flight. She still has those pictures. Uh, maybe we should re-interview her someday. Absolutely. Uh, but that's very interesting too to know that there is a history, or there is a tradition and a history locally. Yeah. Uh, of aviation. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know about the Sugar Grove Airport. What can you tell us about it? Oh, it's a great airport to train out of, especially as a student pilot. Um, the air traffic controllers over there are also students, so they're learning. So it's kind of a learning environment airport, which I really like. And it's set up in a way where there could be a lot of potential growth, and things are kind of in the works, kind of in the background to get it growing. Um, but great airport, fantastic people, fantastic people, great networking connections. Um, and we also have something called EAA Chapter 579, Okay, which um, – they give free airplane rides for kids. It's, I think, the last Sunday of the month during the summer months. So um, if you go onto the website for EAA Chapter 579 or their Facebook page, you can get more information about that. Trying to get the younger kids interested in aviation or ex- at least share our experiences in aviation with the younger generation. It's a great Great organization. How young? What are the ages or age requirements for that? I want to say it's 14, but don't quote me on that. Like I said, go to the website and the Facebook page and you can find out more. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks for letting us know about that. If anyone is interested with their young people to get them up there flying and get them acclimated to uh, the the rigors of flying, uh, definitely EAA Chapter 579. Correct. What's EAA stand for? It's the Experimental Aircraft Association. Ah. So EAA, you may have heard of AirVenture, which is the big air show in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, that happens every year, which is actually be happening this next week. It's a national organization that has chapters at the local airports um, all throughout the country. Okay. And Aurora's, we've got a great chapter, great people, great pilots, um, crowded every time. So love to see that grow even more. And uh, like I say, get the younger generation at least uh, exposed to aviation and the beauty of it, for sure. Okay. How long have you been with JA um, Air Center? JA, it's only been uh, two months. Okay. Two months. Yep. All right. You like it? I love it. The people mm. over there are fantastic. Um, the work environment's great, and I love interacting with the pilots coming in and out, hearing their stories, uh, kind of getting some learning tips from them as well, going through my training. Right. 
So just a great environment as a student pilot. All right. Very cool. The time is 8.06 a.m. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Good morning to all of you beautiful people. Daniel Calderon is here. He says, good morning, Aurora, with the big old sun. Good to see you, my brother. <laughs> Meredith Colin Dunham is here. Good morning, Meredith. Matthew Rainey is here. Let me tell you about Matthew Rainey. Matthew Rainey is one half of the fantastic duo Rent-A-Chef. Okay. And it's just like it sounds. You can rent the chef and the team. So he and his oh, wife have awesome. this business and they go there and they bring, uh, you know, they uh, cook the food for you in wherever your location is at your home. Oh, wow. Your backyard party, your Prisco center, anywhere you're set up at, they will come there and do it for you. Fantastic menu items. Um, everything from Andouille sausage to kiwi fruit. They got Ooh, it for you. Nice. They got it for you. Saul Olivas is here as well. Good morning to your dear brother. Saul Olivas is uh East Aurora school board member. He's a great brother. So how did the journey of um, becoming a pilot start? I think most kids want to, <laughs> most kids just want to do dinosaurs and all that, man. But you no. Oh man, we, we need like uh, ten shows. We need ten shows for this one. <laughs> the Joseph Weber series. No, no, no. So it's got a um, nice ring to it, right? <laughs> it started with my grandfather taking me to the local airport just to watch airplanes. We used to go to DuPage Airport uh, in West Chicago. Okay. Wa- watch planes. Go to McDonald's for lunch afterwards, and um, I kind of got hooked that way. And there was another airport. Uh, we have a summer home in the UP of Michigan that we visit every year. Upper Peninsula. Upper Peninsula, yeah. And there's an airport there that had a blue Beechcraft 1900D aircraft that used to come in. It used to be Midwest Express Airlines, for those of you who remember that airlines a long time ago. And that was my favorite aircraft as a kid because it was painted my favorite color blue. All right, all right. (laughs) And it became a tradition that every time we would go up to the UP, we'd have to visit the airport to see this blue airplane. And long story short, the... Uh, airport had a pig roast one day, invited the public, and the grand prize raffle was two tickets anywhere that Midwest Express flew. Mm. And my grandfather and I won those tickets. So this was, I think, third grade, so I was about, what, seven? Uh, got to ride on my favorite airplane, and I, oh, I was so hooked. And that was it. Oh, yeah. And, and there's so much more, but that's, like, an entire store in a nutshell for sure. Okay. Um. Every plane ride that I've been on, I just love seeing the world from above, seeing a new perspective, you know, seeing points of local interest from above is also like just, it's mind blowing. It's right. so cool. Right. That's what I love about it. Uh, now your educational journey. Yes. Um, uh, tell us your educational journey uh, post high school. Yeah. So I went to Wabonzi Community College for two years uh, just to get my associates. And then I went to Lewis University after that for three years where I got my degree in aviation administration, which is like the business side of aviation, and a minor in unmanned aircraft systems because I was doing the photography at that time too, and I wanted to kind of put the drones with, (laughs) you know, the regular still photos of the regular camera. Sure. So I wanted to do the drones as kind of a a segue into photography or in addition to photography, I guess you could say. What's the importance of the business side of aviation? Oh my gosh, that's another 10 shows. I mean, there's so many different teams that make aviation happen from the corporate to the line guys that are on the ramp to even kind of the job that I do at JA where uh, we're listening to the fuel callouts, we're billing, uh, making car reservations for pilots and passengers. It's a, 
a major team effort with many different parts that kind of come together to make it happen. What's the difference between an air center and an airport? So when I refer to the air traffic control center, they're controlling like a section of airspace above us. Okay. And so think about like these imaginary boundaries that surround our skies above us with planes flying through them. And the air traffic control allows aircraft to proceed through those spaces safely, efficiently. And the airport is kind of like the central station where the aircraft land, get their services, Uh pick up passengers, um, maybe drop off cargo. That's another big business. Um, So, yeah. Okay, so strictly a commercial basis for for that. Or general aviation, where you might have people like me who are private pilots, and that's all they want to do. They have their airplane in a hangar, and they fly for fun. Okay. Now, does JA Center only accommodate private pilots and cargo and passengers and what have you? So JA Air Center is known as a fixed-based operator, or FBO for short. Oh. So... We That's going to be a Jeopardy question. Y'all better, what? I'm yep, ready for right, that one. Right. There, there, there's so many acronyms in aviation as I have in front of you. It's great. So basically what JA does is they um, have the central location where you have like private corporate jets coming in, um, dropping people off, getting fuel. Um, that's where they can pick up the car reservations like I would make or whatever. Right. We have a crew car in case they want to go get lunch or something and then come back and you know take off. They also have the flight school where I'm training out of. They have a maintenance facility. So it's a, an FBO fixed space operator is like a central business where many services take place okay. for an airport. Okay. And we also do offer fueling for aircraft that are based at the airport. So say, Curtis, you have a plane and a hangar down the airport and you need fuel you call JA and we bring the fuel truck to you, fill up your airplane and bill you accordingly. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, very absolutely. cool. Good to know. Uh, the time is eight twelve. Dan Barrero's here. Good morning, Dan Barrero. Juan Cayetano is here. Says morning folks. Wishing y'all a successful day out there. Absolutely. GMA right back to you, Dan Barrero, man. So many great people Absolutely. here ready to hear about aviation, all the, uh, the beautiful, the beautiful things associated with it. Oh yeah. Um, now as mentioned, I'm going to give the people the weather. Okay. Um, so we'll do the weather real quick for you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not yet seen the weather, there it is for you up on your screen. Here's the four-day outlook with the highest chance of scattered thunderstorms on Thursday in northwest Indiana. Today's high will be 87 degrees, cooler near Lake Michigan. You know what? Hold up. Scratch it. This seems even more cool now doing it with you. Okay. Right? Sure. It's like... I'm just imagining we're in the copter or something. Like, oh, what? <laughs> Let me keep dreaming. Let me keep giving the weather to these people. Anyway, 69 degrees is the nighttime high this evening with a, um, a chance of thunderstorms as well. Tomorrow, 88 degrees, the daytime high, 66 degrees, the nighttime high. Friday, 83 with a nighttime high of 65. And Saturday, look at Saturday, 85 degrees for your daytime high with a 20% chance of thunderstorms in the evening and a nighttime high. Of 66. All right. Now that weather is brought to you by the National Weather Service of Chicago. Uh, tried and trusted, but also delivered to you here on Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. The time is 8.13 a.m. Uh, we have another special guest that's coming on on Friday, uh, Gabriella Bomban, who's going to be talking to the crowd about uh, microloans and 
Kiva. Mm-hmm. We also have an associated ad, which I'm going to play for you guys right now. Hi, everyone. I'm Gabriella Bamben from the Women's Business Development Center, and I'm going to be joining Good Morning Aurora to discuss how you can leverage the power of the crowd to fundraise a 0% interest microloan for your small business. See you on Friday, July 21st at 8 a.m. Time is 8.14 a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Joe Jackson is here and also Norma Peterson. Good morning to you. Fantastic. Oh, Norma. Folks. Okay, Norma, that name rings, rings a bell. Rings oh, yeah. Bell. yeah. Norma Pe- oh, yeah, absolutely. She was watching back when you were on. Right, right. Norma, thank you for liking a lot of my pictures on Facebook. I recognize the name. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, Norma Peterson is a uh, dear friend of the show. Norma Peterson has been tuning in with us for a long time, and we really appreciate it. She's a fan of your work as well. All, all the downtown people doing um, great things. I think she particularly mm-hmm. likes your storm pictures yes uh, when you when he was reading the weather it's like i am always looking for opportunities for thunderstorms because that makes the best pictures it really yeah. does <laughs> oh i love bad weather anytime the weather gets bad my heart starts beating in love but um, from, from an aviation point of view storms are very dangerous of, for, of course for absolutely so right the, for photography it's great on the ground but for flying uh not right. too good <laughs> dan barrero says uh or excuse me juan says uh nice we used to work at midway international airport and agreed aviation is a beautiful world how about it amen very cool dan barrero says jet airliner fly robin fly to name a few to go with the show oh awesome <laughs> awesome i love it <laughs> okay um so I wanted to, uh, Norman Pierce says, you're welcome. Love your work. Um, now we're also going to talk about your photography, mm-hmm. but I still want to stick onto, uh, the particular aviation aspects and sure. ask you a couple of things about it. Absolutely. Uh, and this goes back to what we were talking about with the human element and everything. Um, what are the pressures that the human body goes through or has to deal with? Mm-hmm. Being in a cockpit right. and being subjected to aviation. Sure. I mean, you are at a point of ultra focus, and that's honestly the best way I can describe mm-hmm. it. Not only on your instruments, but looking outside, um, looking for other aircraft, um, knowing the weather, um, knowing your aircraft systems, knowing the regulations. So, you know, there's areas kind of going back to that airspace that I was talking about, like right. with the center, you got to know what airspace you're in, um, what are the regulations for that particular airspace. And that's why I'm saying this show could go on for so long because right. there's so much involved, but you're in an ultra-focused mode with so much going on, so much multitasking, which sounds very difficult, and it is. But at the same time, it's it's fun, like – it's such an experience. It's it's like none other. It right. really is. Right. For sure. Um, and is there um, your back, mm-hmm. your arms, your legs? What's the physical toll? I'd say it's more of working your brain, honestly. Like, okay. um, yes, you have your hand on the control wheel, and that's how you're flying the airplane. Sure. You have your feet on the rudder pedal. That's that's one aspect. But with the multitasking, you literally feel both sides of your brain being worked. Right. Seriously. Right. Um, now I can, I can grasp what you're talking about mm-hmm. because it takes a lot to, uh, um, a operate the systems, but you're also dealing with the, with nature. Yeah. Yes. Um, I've never flown a plane 
Uh, I've only been in commercial airplanes going on trips. Sure. Um, but when I see pilots and aviation, I watch a lot of like World War II documentaries and what have you. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. When I see pilots in aviation landing on the aircraft carriers, all those good Navy stories, it's it's I have a respect for it mm-hmm. because of what it takes on the physical aspect of the the pilot and everything. Right. Absolutely. Um, when you're being trained. What is that training like, and is it adequate to prepare you for when you're actually up there? Absolutely. Um, I'd say another key word in aviation is precision, for sure. So one of the maneuvers that we are taught in our training is known as a short field landing, which say you're landing on a short runway where you have to stop within the length of the runway. You have to hit a certain mark, or you're not going to make it. You're going to go off the runway. Right. So, and... Throughout my training, that was one of the more difficult maneuvers that I had to learn, but it is very applicable for down the road. Um, other than that, a lot of emergency procedures because, you know, everything's not absolute, so what do you do in an emergency, you know what I'm saying? Right. So the training is definitely applicable for the next steps. Right. Uh, I remember it was – we interviewed you first, I believe, but um, we interviewed Carl Franco. Okay, uh, fifth ward alderman he was an air traffic controller um and i'm not i know he was an air traffic controller but i, I know he had a uh a, you know another title but anyway sure i don't want to minimize his work but he was like an air traffic controller in aviation for like 30 years oh, wow. before he became an alder and i was like whoa you really got to have your head screwed on oh yeah tight for that and it's very interesting to hear him talk about the daily pressures and the things that you must look out for yeah and these are musts right Right. Musts. There is no plan B. No, no. It's like get it out of there. There is no plan B. The precision is the word, as you were mentioning. I'm sorry. So I guess the best way to kind of summarize, because I totally agree with you that same thought, is I talked to a pilot one time. He's like, you have to prepare to make an emergency uneventful. Like mm. You train so hard that when an emergency does happen, it's like, eh, we took care of it. Right. Right. And, and honestly, that's the way it has to be. Not, not. I'm not saying just to make it smooth and stuff, but right. You know what to do in that moment. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, training is key, and safety is uh, paramount as well. Maria Torito, good morning to you. Um, you also mentioned in our because for the you know I, I was give the spoiler alert um, for you folks out there. You know this is a guess I actually know, so we're <laughs> like <laughs> no strangers on this show. <laughs> So we're friends and we like talk a lot. Yeah, we do. Um, but when we were last putting up the flags, the American flags downtown, getting ready for the 4th of July parade. Yes. Um, you mentioned something that struck me and has stayed with me ever since. And it was being humble. Yes. Yes. Now you're a private pilot mm-hmm. and you have to be humble. Right. Talk about being humble. What does that mean? Uh, I wish we had 10 more shows. Seriously. The oh, series. you're a friend of the show. You can come back, bro. You can come back. So, you, you you know, you're baked in the cake. So, aviation will definitely find your weaknesses. You have to go in mentally prepared for each flight. You have to treat it like each mission, honestly. And even though you're so ultra-focused, there is a certain, like, ah, it's calm up there. It's peaceful. And I guess that's kind of where the humbling goes in. It, it like, flattens everything out because you're so focused then mm. you're up in the air it's quiet it's beautiful you come back on the ground and it's, you're like oh i'm back in reality you know what i'm saying ah 
for sure. Okay. All right. Now, do you, what do you do to maintain that when you're up, when you're flying? Like, how do you, I mean, do you just soak and let it? Well, again, you're, you soak it in, but you're so ultra focused because you're constantly checking so many different things. Like okay. I said, your instruments, looking outside, um, your systems, um, the attitude of the airplane, like, you know, on the climbing, descending, turning, straight and level flight. Like, you're constantly like, check, 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 check. Mm. For sure. Okay. All right. Uh, that's pretty interesting, man. The humbleness. You got to be humble. Right. You have to be humble in your, in your craft with the elements. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You. There is a term, another uh, trivia question, or um, hold final, on, hold final on, let me get that. Question. Hold up, hold yeah. up. <laughs> let me get my notepad. Right. P I C, P I C, Papa India Charlie, mm-hmm. pi- pilot in command. Ooh. And that's not me, you know, shaking my finger like I am the pilot in command. Listen to what I say. It's you are in control of the mission. So. <laughs> it, it, if something goes wrong, it does kind of fall on you. So right. that's why you have to be so, like, knowing what's going on in the airplane, out of the airplane, around the airplane, right. the whole nine yards. Now, what kind of airplane uh, do you fly? I fly a Skyhawk, which is a Cessna 172. Uh, I primarily fly the Mike models and November models, which is like the 70s from the 1970s, believe it or not. Okay. Mike and November. What do the M&N designate? Just, just the model. Okay. Just different model names. Okay. Um, great airplanes, really fun to fly, great view because they're high wings, so you don't have the wing blocking your view. Right. And, um, yeah, just great airplanes to fly. Really fun. Do you listen to any music when you're flying? No. I'm listening to my headset. I'm listening to air traffic control. <laughs> yeah, now that sounds like a dumb question. My bad. <laughs> That's oh, okay. Let me, let me scratch myself up. <laughs> Why the hell would you be listening to music? <laughs> this is no time for Ozzy. <laughs> Right, that'd be kind of cool though, wouldn't it? Anyway, Stephen Hendry is here. Good morning, Stephen Hendry. Um, time is eight twenty-four, so I'm going to deliver those other two pieces of news real quick for these people. Sure, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to deliver the AA Electric news, ladies and gentlemen. Our friends of AA Electric, Aurora Electric, um, are here for you and all of your electrical-related needs, twenty-four-seven, bringing service to light. Licensed, experience of what twenty-four-seven service. This is your one hundred dollar off coupon for main panel upgrades or a rewire job now that's a humdinger 630-486-1128 is the number you need 630-486-1128 over 30 years of experience peter aguilera is a friend of the show we love him very much let him know that you heard about it here on good morning aurora so there you go take a screenshot right there yeah, now there's your coupon. I don't want to hear nobody. Oh, Curtis, can you put it back on the screen? Well, maybe we can later on for you guys. So, yeah, get your electrical work on right there. And um, if you have not seen it yet, ladies and gentlemen, there's the weather. Now, we we told you guys the weather. Uh, there it is for you. 87 degrees a high today. Tomorrow's going to be 88 degrees as well. Luz is here, and she says, yes, I had the chance of working on both airports and at MDW, I met the love of my life. <laughs> now, my husband. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Ain't that cute? So do you want to do another uh, final exam question? What MDW stands for? 
Yeah, that's MDW is um, Midway. Correct. Absolutely. Yep. Come on. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if a Chicago boy like me didn't know that? What? Well, some of them are really weird. Like O'Hare is ORD. Yeah, ORD. Yeah, that is weird. Now, how does that? How do those designations come about? It's the uh, identifier. So the true identifier would be KMDW. So K is for the United States. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me how they came up with that, but. K M D W Midway K O R D O'Hare, K A R R is Aurora, it's the airport identifier, which is pretty cool. K A R R, so mm-hmm. interesting. K A R R car, that's right. That's Kilo nice. Alpha Romeo Romeo. 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 Oh, do you know the whole? Can you do the whole thing? Yeah, I could do that. You can. I think so. Hit yeah. it. Hit it. So it'll be Alpha Bravo Charlie Delta Echo Foxtrot. Golf, Hotel, India, Juliet, Kilo, Lima, Mike, November, Oscar, Papa, Quebec, Sierra, Tango. You missed R. Romeo. Mm -hmm. So Tango. What am I missing now? WXYZ. So Whiskey, Yankee, Zulu. You didn't do you. Uniform. Oh! Joseph Weber killed that, ladies and gentlemen. He <laughs> killed it. Good job, man. Good job. That's the phonetic alphabet if people didn't know what that was. <laughs> Absolutely. Joseph Mendoza Geller is here. Tracy Duran's here. She says, yay, Joseph is on the air and in the air. ORD <laughs> is because the airport was originally called Orchard Field Airport. That's right. That's right. Yep. Tracy Duran, thank you for the history. Uh, Alderman Bug is here. He says, fantastic. Good to hear you, Joseph. Oh, thanks, Alderman Bug. Shout Absolutely. out to you. Absolutely. Shout out. Shout out to Alderman Bug, uh, Alderman of the um, Ninth Ward. Uh, okay, so the next thing I wanted to ask you about, um, we're going to start moving into the photography aspect. Sure, absolutely. Now, um, how long have you been a photographer? How long have you been doing photography? Honestly, just since 2017. Okay. Um, right. Used to love to draw as a kid and then got my hands on a little point-and-shoot camera that I used to bring with me on my walks to Obanzi Community College here in downtown just you start snapping pictures and it grew and grew and grew okay it's it's where it is today i mean i love photography i love photographing aurora for sure we've got such a beautiful city the architecture the layout so much to capture there's always something to capture down here right absolutely now what took you to the specific scenery and storm photography I just love weather. That's another thing. Okay. Um, the clouds, kind of like the dramatic skies, the lightning for sure. Lightning is so much fun to capture. I love doing that. Um, I took a course back in, this was just a couple of years ago when I was still in Lewis. Actually, our photo club met a photographer from Chicago, Nick Uvalari, and He gave a workshop on how to do lightning photography. And man, that opened up a whole new world for me to try to capture things. Mm, okay. Sure. Yep. Now you brought your camera with you today as well. I did. Yes. All right. Let's. Can we see the? Uh, can we see the? Right. The goods. Sure. Uh oh. Y'all, this is going to be something. I have multiple cameras, All right. but this is this is the one I mostly have been using in downtown. There it is, right there, ladies and gentlemen. Now, what makes this camera um, efficient for what you do and useful? It's uh, just a regular DSLR. Um, It shoots what's known as RAW files, which kind of help with the editing process. It's uh, 
not a compressed file. It's raw, so it's it's all the data that's gathered in the image. Okay. Um, it's just easy, light. You can bring it with you anywhere. So a lot, a lot of the photography, like for storms, yes, I try to come down here and wait for the storm and stuff. Sure. But a lot of the photography can also be like spur of the moment. So I got it with me, snap the picture, and then we'll worry about the picture later. And as far as editing and stuff like that. So what is aperture? So aperture controls what's known as depth of field. And the easiest way I can describe that is if we put this coffee cup on the table and we wanted to take a picture of it. Uh-oh. We wanted to get the Duncan in focus, but we wanted the background blurred. That's what aperture can control. Uh-huh. But say we wanted this Duncan cup with that painting over there in focus. Right. That's depth of field. So you can change the depth of field with aperture. And also, aperture allows you to change the exposure, the light that comes into the image. So it can either make the image brighter or darker with aperture, too. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, besides besides those basic fundamentals, what did you learn or what have you learned in your time of being a photographer? Um, oh, there, there's a lot. I mean, composition is one thing. Okay. Um, Editing style is something that I'd say is the hardest thing to learn because you see somebody's work and you're like, how do they do it? You know, I want to be just like that person. But at the same time, photography is more like you have to find your own style. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. So um, there's been a lot of great photographers that I've met who are also local photographers, and uh, they've given me some advice on how to improve my images and... um, it's it's more just like playing and figuring it out honestly what mm-hmm. what do you like or how do you want it to ed- how do you want to edit the image to make it what you want to portray you know like the lightning shots that i just took i got the raw image but i want to make sure that people see the lightning you know behind leland tower kind of a thing right not just like an image you know right. what i'm saying a- like absolutely you want to draw their eye to a specific Part of you want to make them feel something. Yeah. Feel ab- some type of way, right? Absolutely. Like, you want to make them feel like they're standing right next to you when that lightning strike happened kind of a thing. Yeah. Now, what are the groups that you post those? Because you have those are specific pages on Facebook. Yeah. So, it's the uh, what's happening in Aurora mostly, the Aurora Downtown Hub, and then there's also the uh, Aurora City of Lights, uh, Brilliant and Beautiful. It's uh, run by Jill Lamoni. That's right. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. All right. The time is 8.32 a.m. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We're here with our dear friend Joseph Weber. Uh, Tell us about Jay Weber Photography. So Jay Weber Photography was a little business that I started as I was kind of going through, you know, the transition from university to establishing a career. Um, I do do photography on the side. Uh, I'm going to be doing some part-time work for VHT Studios, which I think I was... No, I wasn't doing that when you first interviewed me, so... No, you were not. No, VHT Studios is actually a real estate photography agency where they contract out local photographers to capture, like, a certain section of, say, Chicagoland. Right. So, um, realtors go through VHT. VHT notify me of a job opportunity, and I can accept it and do the real estate photo- photography photos for that specific realtor. Okay. And uh, Jay Weber Photography was just kind of a little business that I kind of put together for myself, just kind of a collection to say, this is who I am. This is kind of work that I do. I have a little website just to kind of show, you know, who 
Joe Weber is and kind of the work that he does. Right. You do drone photography. I do. Yep. Okay. Uh, so that's also another service I'll be doing for VHT when I'm starting with them. And uh, also love drone images of Aurora looking mm-hmm. down the river. Absolutely beautiful. Yep. So, um, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, Joseph Weber did the photography. He did the videography for Buenos Dias Aurora. Yes. Um, so that Buenos Dias Aurora real footage that you see um, is that's Joseph Weber's work. It's Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, went up and down Broadway. Yep. By the casino. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. So the next time you watch Buenos Dias Aurora, and you look at that scenery. That's Joseph Weber's um drone photography absolutely fantastic and we got more things in the work too that we've been talking about Uh, we're going to do some more drone photography and and uh we want to capture more imagery for you guys and show you guys something new so we're always thinking of new things and a new perspective and way to showcase aurora absolutely Uh, sure time is 8 34 cindy morales is here good morning to you cindy morales uh tracy duran says plus o'hare airport is named after edward Butch O'Hare, yes, who was a U.S. Navy first flying ace and Medal of Honor recipient in World War II. His father, Edward Easy Eddie O'Hare, was killed by Al Capone's men. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. I didn't know that. Salty. Wow. Um, okay, time is 8.34. So um, with the uh, drone photography mm-hmm. um, and with manning the drone, sure. um, what's that been like how's that been challenging um you know what was it like when you started what's it like for you now obviously you you're more adept at it you know what you're doing when you're using the drones right uh but technology and drone technology specifically is changing yeah it's changing talk about the changes and talk about how it was when you started getting acclimated to it and uh, where you see it going so there's definitely a lot of freedom so for let's say from a photography aspect a photographer aspect there's a lot of freedom of like what you want to capture right but with me, I have what's known as my Part 107 certification, which is I am licensed to do drone photography, meaning I've got the training and I understand the laws. So right. there's also like, okay, I'm flying the drone. I have to make sure I maintain visual line of sight, which is I can still see physically the drone off in the distance. Right. Where I can't just like launch it and take it down the river and be like, oh, I think I lost it, but I'm right. getting a great shot. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, yeah. I have to really think about that because it is, I have an FAA license to fly drones. Right. So something to keep in mind. Um, also airspaces. So um, there's, it's Lance is what the acronym is. Don't ask me that, the meaning of that one right now. <laughs> but um, Lance is something where I have to get permission to fly in a certain airspace. So say if I get a real estate job in a neighborhood close to Aurora Airport, well, it's in aviation airspace. I'm flying an unmanned vehicle in that airspace. I have to get certain permission to fly there. Right. Aha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because drones are able to be purchased and used, and not everybody is licensed. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. People think that they can just, oh, you know, fly for fun, which, you know, it's great, but you really have to be careful because kind of going back to emergencies, you can have emergencies with drones too right. where there's like a signal issue uh, the thing flies away on its own, and we don't want something bad happening, that's for sure. Should there be a standard or a basic training class or a course or a, a licensing before one could purchase just a drone and start doing your thing? I, I think so. Okay. I really do. Okay. Yep. All I right. mean, at least to understand more about the airspace system and kind of how it works 
just to be more aware of your surroundings right. as well. Right. Okay. Absolutely. No, it makes it makes sense to me. I mean, personally, I take it I take it seriously. You yep. know what I'm saying? I understand air spaces. I understand um the uh, especially the fact that like you can't just fly everywhere right. and capture every single thing. Right. Um, there would perhaps be a privacy aspect that some people may want to maintain. I mean, your nice shot of the neighborhood could be somebody else's intrusion. Yeah, it could be. It could be. It, it's That's kind of a gray area. It really is, for right. sure. All right. Interesting to know that. All right. Time's 8.38 a.m. Gloria Gerardo is here. Good morning to you, Gloria. Good to see you as well. Um, now, unmanned aerial systems. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, how many different types of systems are there? Hmm, that's a good question. So, I mean, you have to kind of look at the remote sensing, I guess you could say. Okay. So, a system is many parts. So, like for a drone, you have the remote control transponding to the vehicle and then sending a signal back. So that's kind of the system in a way where, yes, there is a human controlling it, but at the same time you got the computer and the electronics basically hovering the drone in midair, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's kind of where the system aspect comes from it. Okay. Um, Do you have any plans to do um, anything further or take, take, take the drone usage further? Um, right now, no, because I'm focusing on my flight training okay. and my eventual career of flying as a commercial pilot, airline pilot. Okay. Um, but just again, doing the real estate for side hustle, um, little gig for right now, that's probably where I'm going to cap it for right Keep now. It okay. Yep. All right. Um, now you mentioned going into the commercial airline field, yep. uh, become a commercial airline pilot. Um, and you know, that not to question one's goals, but, um, mm-hmm. With that, would you find that more comfortable than being a private pilot? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Why is that? I mean, one, you're traveling all over the place and getting to see so many different parts of the world. Right. Um, I'm the type of person that gets excited mm-hmm. on any trip that I take. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's, it's just an overall great job. And plus, you've probably heard of the pilot shortage that's been brought up in the news yes. quite frequently. Yes. I mean... This is the time, if you've ever been interested in aviation and want to at least attempt to go to the airlines, this is the time to do it. Right. So it's like take advantage of the opportunity and run with it. You know what See, I'm saying? That's the elite, right? You bet. We were just talking about that. I mean, if if anybody's looking for a pilot, we know one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the time is 8.40 a.m., you guys. Um, and once again, I'm going to uh, take us to a commercial. Okay. Let these great folks know about Friday's episode that we have coming up um, with Kiva and Microloans and our friends of the Women's Business Development uh, Center. Sure. Uh, Tracy Duran says, I was with Joseph when he did a wonderful drone shot of Leland Tower for me. We did a then and now photo. It was so much fun to watch him in action. I remember that. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, wow. You did it in the same area, right? It was the same. You, you put... Yeah, the drone footage was in the same so exact maybe, area. Maybe Tracy, she, because she did a post on it, maybe she could share that with you. It was a picture she had from a long time ago, and yeah. we did like the same corner shot, same same view. Yep. Hey Tracy, if you ever got that, if you got that picture, uh, Facebook message it to me. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I'll play that on uh, Friday. Show that that was awesome. Uh, okay, here we go. Hi everyone, I'm Gabriella Bomben from the Women's Business Development Center, and I'm going to be joining Good Morning Aurora to discuss how you can leverage the power of the crowd to fundraise a 0% interest micro loan for your small business. See you on Friday, July 21st at 8 a.m. 
for all of you entrepreneurs. Uh, this Friday will be a great episode for you. Once again, Gabriella Bombin is um, going to be our guest from the Women's Business Development Center and talking about crowdfunding and microloans and how your business can uh, grow and be helped in an entrepreneurial spirit and fashion. 841 is the time. And uh, last but not least... There's your weather for you again. I love the weather. I love putting the weather up there for you. And we did the weather live this morning. I didn't pre-record it and post it. We did the weather live. And I think that's going to be the future of Good Morning Aurora. We're just going to do the weather live for you guys every single day of your lives. See, see, this is amazing how far even the show has come since the first time you interviewed me. Like, absolutely amazing to see how this has grown. Thanks, man. Thanks. For yeah, sure. Because when we, uh, I mean, when we interviewed you, man, I couldn't do, you know, when we interviewed you, I couldn't even do any of this. I was going to say, we had like one microphone and like one computer and that was, that was it. That was so. it. Yep. That's all we had, man. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we pulled it out and plus it wasn't live. Yeah, you're right. It was not live. I had no idea even how to do that, but wow. You know, I had, uh, I hadn't gone, I had gone live on my phone on Facebook, mm -hmm. pushed a button and talk. Sure. But other than that, I had never streamed anything. Right. Right. But I was like, no, I got to figure it out. This is this is an amazing gotta story, figure it too. Out, man. I mean, yeah. Got to figure it out. Um, okay, I asked you about pressures of the cockpit, um, but I did want to ask you um, about death perception, too, and how your senses have changed of being in the, you know, now taking, because you're presumably, presumably, mm -hmm. and this is a novice asking you, but pr you're presumably now completely acclimated to the flying experience. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, your senses, your depth perception, has that changed over time? Are you more acute now being on the ground when you get out of the cockpit? Do you notice things differently? Uh, not, not really, honestly. Okay. I mean, again, you, you go into the aircraft kind of expecting it, you know what I'm saying? Okay. But when you come back down, you just kind of come back to your normal person, is it, how I can describe it. Okay. Sure. You told me about seeing your dad one day flying. You flew over your neighborhood. All that way, that yes. Tell that story. That was. <laughs> oh, this, that. See, this is another reason why that I made love me feel good. Aviation for <laughs> sure. So, uh, this is when I officially got. This is before I officially got my private pilot's license. I was soloing, which is you and the airplane and no one else, not even your instructor. I was soloing and doing some practice maneuvers, and I wanted to fly over my neighborhood. And my dad was on the driveway waving at me, and I could totally see him. So I quickly. Got my phone out, took a picture, and when you zoom in onto my driveway, <laughs> you can see him waving, which is, it's see, that's what I love about aviation for sure, stuff like that. Yeah. So that was that was a lot of fun. Proud moment for both you and Dad. Absolutely. He He's always joking with me because he was trying to tell me to rock my wings, but I, I couldn't see, I couldn't understand what his hand movements were. That was right. the only thing. So. Right. Like, why are you wearing no clothes? No, no, no. <laughs> he, he was wearing clothes, I guarantee you. <laughs> but, um, no, so now that I know every time I fly over the neighborhood, I should rock my wings. So. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, so the, uh, the next goal is to... Become a commercial pilot. Yep. Uh, with United Airlines, that's mm -hmm. what we're going for. United for sure is the United airline for sure. that I have my eye on. Um, where are we at in that journey? How long of a process is that going to be, and what's happening in the interim to make that goal a closer reality? Right. So I got my private pilot's license, which is like the first license, the first step. Now what I'm working on is my instrument rating. So as a private pilot, again, this could be ten shows. I'm a visual flyer. So I'm not allowed to fly through clouds just yet. Okay. When I get my instrument rating, I can fly through clouds. So you don't have to have that visual 
uh, visual flight rule all the time. Um, after I get my instrument rating, I move on to commercial, and once I get my commercial rating, then I can start flying for hire. As a private pilot, you cannot fly for hire. Why not? It's just the law. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, so I could do things for like flying for a charity, but for like an actual airline, you cannot do that as a private pilot. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Good to know that. Good to know that. Um, so uh, the travel that comes with that, the lifestyle associated with that, are you ready for it? It's going to take some adjustment. I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, I got to remember, you know, I love traveling. I love exploring the adventure adventurous aspect of me like that, I think, will definitely pave the way for that lifestyle. As a private pilot, who are your clients now? There's really no clients. It's more uh, taking friends and family up. Okay. Yep. Ah, okay. Yep. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. Understood. So I guess the best, the best way to describe it is the private pilot level. You can take family and friends up. You have a license. They trust you flying an airplane. They trust you knowing the regs and all that stuff to... You know, go from point A, point B with friends and family. Okay. Mm-hmm. And do you own your own plane? I don't own my own plane. That's <laughs> that's Not big yet, bucks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, right? That might be a retirement goal. <laughs> That'd be a good goal. Yeah. That'd be a good goal. For sure. You know, then you yeah. can you can uh you can take your boy up, you know. Curtis, where you at, man? Hey, I see you. That's right. Montgomery, Illinois. How you doing out there? Um A Town. A Town. A Town. That's right. That's right. Uh so in all the uh, questions that we asked you, I'm going to go back to the to what we talked about with the uh, photography because sure. I, I still still got some things that I want to sure. work out with you. We talk offline and our own, as we know. Right. Um, but your preference when it comes to doing your photography and your drone work, your preference is the morning. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, what do we need to know, or what does one need to know if I'm going to? If I'm going to reach out to you for my drone photography and my drone work mm-hmm. again, sure. um, what do I need to know or keep in mind as a client or a customer before I reach out to you? Hmm, that's a really good question. So let's talk about the morning. So when I did the Buenos Dias Aurora videos, um, I needed to make sure I brought my anti-collision light because I was flying a half hour before sunrise. So there's some other equipment that I'd have to bring to do that specific time frame. Hmm. Based on the law. Okay. So even though, you know, half hour before sunrise, it's still pretty bright. Um, by law, I need that anti-collision light 30 minutes before sunrise. Okay. Um, other than that, um, it's communication. You know, what's the game plan? What do you have in vision? How can I reach your goal of that vision? Right. So I'd say communication is the biggest thing. Okay. Yeah, we communicated very well, and it came out um, – much to our liking. And I think that you also mentioned like, you know, you, you, you like doing that kind of stuff in the morning time anyway, too. So it really showcases the city yes, in a nice light. It really makes um, uh, the city look good. It's a very tranquil time. Very yeah. tranquil, very peaceful. Yep. Absolutely. Um, good feeling out there. Uh, before we go, I want to detail times 848 AM. I did want to go back to the conversation that we kind of didn't finish before the mics came on. And that was sunrise versus sunset. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I want to ask the audience what they like more. So we'll just have people put that in the chat. Sure. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, what do you like more? Sunrise? Do you like sunrise or sunset? Let us know in the chat, put your answer in the chat. Um, because I'm of the opinion that I, I'm not typically up anyway to see the sunset. Uh-huh. I go to sleep very early. Sure. 
Uh, I watch every sunrise, though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm of the opinion that um, sunrise will make you feel good solo, yeah. but sunset really is cool to watch with a significant other or on your porch, something like that. That's sure. more of a co- you know a co feeling. But what do you think? Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I mean, when I'm down here. Well, like during the summertime, I'm down here at four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's just me in the city. It's it's beautiful. Right. Like you're one with nature for sure. And then also you kind of get that little bit of a waiting game where it goes from really dark skies to like the blue hour. And then you start seeing the pinks and the oranges and all that stuff. And then it's like, okay, there's some clouds in the distance. So you're going to get that, like that fiery sky look or is yeah. the su- sunrise going to be a bust? So it, it can it can kind of be a game. Like what's going to happen? You know what I'm saying? Right. And um, again, with, with photographing Aurora, there's always something to capture. So even though the sunrise doesn't happen how you'd like it, you can still get something that's worth, you know, documenting and showcasing. So very well said. Jennifer Ryan Maintenance here. She said sunset, the warm glow. As it goes down. Okay. Interesting. Okay. That's that's fair. It's totally know. fair. Yep. Times 850. And uh, where are your favorite places to shoot? Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I see you all over the place, but it, it seems like a smorgasbord of locations. I, I haven't seen you in the same spot twice. Actually, I have seen you in the same spot twice. Yes, you have. <laughs> I have. Um, pri- typically by SciTech on the bridge. Yes. Yep. So um, Benton Street by SciTech over there uh, by Kluber Architects' new office. That is my favorite spot. Mm-hmm. Right across um, from Society 57. Correct. I do like shooting from the new pedestrian bridge because that's a new perspective, Aurora, that um, just came about a couple of years ago, or two years ago now that the bridge opened. Right. Uh, the parking garages, for sure, uh, especially for the lightning, well, to be p- protected from the storm. Absolutely. But you can see the storm coming you can see the lightning all around and you can get a great wide angle shot uh, from there and then honestly um again that boils down to composition like what's happening what looks good what could you create so i did um when we had the smog or the haze yes uh, a couple weeks ago when it was really bad i got a shot of the hobbs building with the onion dome from the parking garage looking down Galena a little bit. And that was that was a newer one for me to try. And, uh, again, just kind of finding what might work for the shot that you might want to take, right. honestly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rick Usman is here. Good morning to you. Sam Nunez is here. Good morning to you as well. Uh, so many of our dear friends and great people are here. Emily Bo is here. Get to know Zenloff, 6 South Stope Avenue, the corner of Downer and Stope. Great place. Great friends up in there. Uh, here's those answers. Tracy Duran says sunset. Saul Oliva says during the school year, sunrise. During the summer, sunset. Okay. And Daniel Calderon says sunrise to start your day off. See, I feel that. I'm feeling that. Sure. You know, um, but more sun sets than sunrises. Hey, it's okay. I mean, one of the coolest things that happens in Aurora that I love to photograph, and this is sunset, mm-hmm. is the winter solstice in December because the sun literally sets down the river. Like if you're on New York Street looking uh, well, that's south, the sunset's right down there, so we could definitely get some cool sunset shots in the city. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Good morning, Aurora. Right back to you, Emily. And Norma Peterson says, such a great perspectives in your photos. I agree with that. Time's 8.53 a.m. Um, So we covered all of the bases, but you have a photograph 
too that you brought. Yes, I wanted to kind of combine the theme of today's show with photography and aviation. Absolutely. And uh, I'm sure a lot of the people who have commented have seen this image because I did post it a while back. All right. Okay. This is a shot that I took of Aurora from me flying the airplane. So let me hold on a second. Let me move the chat box. There we go. Let me see right here. You zoom in on that? That's as zoomed in as we can get. Okay, cool. This is a beautiful photograph, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to take a picture of it, though, and post it sure, um, absolutely. on our Facebook page. But this picture is absolutely beautiful. And, uh, I mean, you can see a lot. Here, I'll have you hold it up. Sure. There you go. Yeah, now that's really well. Awesome. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's downtown. And as you can see, um, what is protruding, the word of the day is protruding. Okay. Right? Not sticking out. Protruding. <laughs> What's protruding there is the uh, casino. Yes. And that's the Fox River right there. Yep. And that is a picture from the cockpit? Yes. That's an absolutely fantastic picture. I'm going to take a picture of that and post that for you guys to see. Um, and do you remember you gave me a picture when I first interviewed you? I, I have it. Was it the rainbow? Oh, no. You didn't give it to me. I took a picture of you with it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was a beautiful shot, uh, but you had it framed. I thought you gave it to me. My bad. So much has taken place since that interview. <laughs> Thought I had it. Like, oh. um, but anyway, um, that is a excellently that's a excellent photo, man. Thank you. Excellent photo. All right, uh, time is eight fifty five a.m. So as you know, um, the sh- well, first of all, man, absolutely, Curtis, You're my man, <laughs> you are my you're my boy, man. It's it's just great to interview a inter. Uh, inter- oh my. <laughs> Sip it up, sip it up, sip it up. Did you got anything to drink? Uh, water. Where's your water? Fine. It's down oh, here. Sip it up. Sip it up. <laughs> okay. We, we got to We mess up. We sip it up. Oh, okay. Sip it up. Norma Peterson. All Ooh. y'all drink something. Drink something at home. That's to let us know to cool out. Just chill. Okay. Been great seeing you. First interviewing you and having you tell me you will be a pilot. And now interviewing you as a pilot. Sure, absolutely. I'm proud to be a uh, a client of Jay Weber Photography as well. Oh, <laughs> proud to be working with you on stuff. Proud to be kicking around ideas with you too, and your passion for Aurora and making it, you know, trying to do what we can to make the city right, help it out and make it look good. Your passion for Aurora is absolutely. is appreciated, man. Um, the show ends on a positive note. What is your message today for the people of Aurora? Oh, I'll. So a lot of people. When talking about aviation, it's chase your dreams. And I totally believe that. Chase your dreams. It's going to be a lot of hard work, but it's totally worth it at the end. I mean, every time I step foot out of the aircraft after a flight, it's like, oh, my God, that was so fun. You know, let's do it again. You know right. what I'm saying? So if you got a dream, work work extremely hard for it. It's, it's not going to be easy, but it will be totally worth it at the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good things take time too, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. So don't get frustrated. Oh yeah, for sure. Don't get frustrated during your dreams. It'll work out. I mean, who knows? You might start off in a bathroom. Anyway, <laughs> times 856. Uh, Daniel Calderon, enjoy the rest of your day. You too, my brother. DJ Suave Smooth is here. Good morning to you, my man. And Saul Oliva says it was a great show. I learned a lot. We appreciate that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please don't forget tune in on Friday. We will be back to learn about uh, microloans with Kiva and our friends at the Women's Business Development Center, Gabriella Bomben. And uh, other than that, I hope that you guys enjoyed today's program. As always, take care of yourself. 
and each other.